Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Well, hello everyone and welcome to God's Word for Life. I'm your host, Jonathan McClintock. This is a Lesson Companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word, Lesson Manual, or Student Workbook for Spring 2021 and turn to Lesson Number 5, intended for April 4th, 2021, the lesson entitled, When Fear and Joy Collide. And for those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bibles, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. All right, before we look into God's Word together, we're going to be turning in just a moment to Matthew chapter 28. If you want to turn there and hold your place, you've probably seen the gender reveal parties that have become increasingly popular uh, throughout the last several years. Uh, the events that often are attended by family and friends and they become platforms for expectant parents to share their joy with those they love the most. And of course, the excitement that comes with a new baby is contagious as the planning, the preparation, the anticipation builds. But amid the excitement, worry often lurks beneath the surface. Parents are hoping everything progresses without anything going wrong. Concerns increase that mom and baby will be safe and that complications won't arise. And as the due date draws near, the consistent pain and lack of comfort and sleep can cause the expectant mother to push aside the fear and look for ways to encourage to get this delivery done. But as the final steps are taken, the house is prepared, bags are packed. When the moment's imminent, an overwhelming fear can take hold. Fear of the unknown, fear of the pain, fear of harm to herself or the baby can cause thoughts of retreat. And as the mother pushes through her delivery process and her new baby's born, joy overcomes fear. In our lifetime, we'll wage the war between fear and joy on many fronts. After winning some of these battles, the knowledge that it's possible to push through fear to joy can lessen the war within and become a contagious choice to daily choose joy over fear. And as a new mother experiences joy at the birth of her baby, the old fears pass away and are replaced by new ones. She must choose to hold on to her joy and not allow the new fears to steal it away. And we must do the same. We must push through our fears and hold tightly to joy. Let's look in the scriptures right now, Matthew chapter 28, this lesson entitled, When Fear and Joy Collide. All right, let's look at our scripture passage here today, Matthew chapter 28, and we're going to be reading the first first nine verses of Matthew 28. Verse 1 begins, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow, and for fear of him the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. He is not here, he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And this is our focus verse, verse number 8. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy 
and did run to bring his disciples' word. In the final verse, verse 9, And as they went to tell the disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. And again, our focus verse, Matthew chapter 28, verse number 8, And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples' word. This lesson that we're looking at, this scripture passage today, comes from a lesson entitled, When Fear and Joy Collide. The focus thought for this lesson was, if we will press on through fear, joy will win in the end. Of course, we've all faced fear. We all know how paralyzing fear can be. We've, we've faced it in the middle of the night. We've faced it in the middle of the day. Fear can be a horrible companion at times. But this passage we're looking at comes on the heels of resurrection morning. Of course, uh, you're listening to this just after Easter 2021. Hopefully you had a wonderful Easter Sunday and worshiped the Savior and, and were thankful, uh, showed your thanksgiving to him because of his crucifixion and thankfully his resurrection that caused us to be able to live overcomers. I'm so, so grateful for that today. If you look at these first few verses of Matthew chapter 28, the end of the Sabbath, and the, these ladies are coming to the tomb to anoint Jesus' body. Verse 2 says there was a great earthquake. And during that earthquake, this angel descends and rolls back the stone from the door and sits upon it. I find it interesting that earthquakes bookend crucifixion weekend. When Jesus was passing away on the cross... On the Friday, there was a great earthquake. And then this Sunday morning, there was another great earthquake. One signified the creator of the world in flesh. That body had passed away. But now this earthquake signified that the creator of the world in the flesh had risen what a wonderful, wonderful promise that we have can hold on to because of what the resurrection means to each one of us. This earthquake bookends this, the earthquakes bookend this crucifixion resurrection weekend. And I want you to see this as these first four verses. The earthquake, the stones rolled away, the angel sits on the stone, it describes the angels, countenance like lightning, his raiment was white as snow. The, the keepers of the of the tomb of the they they were there sent sent there by the authorities and they when they saw all this happen the bible says they shook and became as dead men i can imagine them passing out in great fear it says and for fear of the angel the keepers did shake and became as dead men watch this though they were full of fear but the very next verse says the angel spoke to the women and said fear not he didn't speak to the keepers of the tomb. Why did the soldiers not hear, fear not, but the ladies did? Why did the soldiers not hear the angel? Well, first of all, the soldiers were on the wrong side. The soldiers were working for those who were trying to keep the tomb of Jesus. Uh, they had been involved with the, with the evil regime that had crucified Jesus. And so there, was, there is no peace for those who fight against the Lord. There is no peace for those who fight against the Lord. When people 
do not know the Lord and they are fighting against him, not just people that don't know him, but people that are actively fighting against the Lord, there's no peace for them. There's no real peace. They'll never hear an angel, the Lord. They'll never hear speak peace to them. Only those who turn their lives over to Jesus Christ can know true peace. And so why did the soldiers not hear it? Because they were fighting against the Lord. And there is no peace for those who wage war against our Savior. But the angel did say to the women, fear not ye. For I know you seek Jesus, which was crucified. That's another thing. Those soldiers were not seeking Jesus. Only those who seek Jesus can know true peace. And the angel goes on to say he's not here. For he is risen as he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. Look at that, look at that passage there. He is not here, for he is risen as he said. Why do you think the angel had to say that? For he is risen as he said. I believe one of the main reasons was because Jesus' followers never fully understood his plan. They never, it never fully registered, even though they, Jesus told them several times during his life that it must be that the Son of Man dies, but on the third day he will raise again, rise again. But for some reason, his followers never quite got it, never quite understood it. And, and I can understand that. We sometimes only hear what we want to hear. And when Jesus started talking about death and dying and coming an end to his ministry, the disciples didn't want to hear that. And so just as we do as humans, when we decide we don't want to hear something, we block it out. It doesn't matter if somebody was saying it right to our face. Sometimes they can declare something right to our face, right in our hearing. There's nothing wrong with our ears. The problem is, is we are blocking out what they are saying. And I believe the angel wanted to remind the ladies, don't you remember? He's told you this many times before. He's not here. He is risen just as he said. I wonder if there's a, some scripture. I wonder if there's some things God has spoken to you before that you just don't quite yet remember. You don't remember because we have, you've blocked him out. I think there's probably things in my life where the Lord's spoken to me, but I blocked it out because I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to hear what he was saying. And yet when it finally did come to pass and finally did come true, the Lord had to remind me, I, I told you this. I spoke this to you. I think as humans, sometimes we have to be reminded. We have to be, and the Lord knows that. We have to be reminded because sometimes we block it out. We don't like God's plan. We don't like what he's doing. We don't like the way he's working. We wish he'd work in a different way. We wish he'd do it all in a different way. And sometimes we can get so caught up in wanting it our way that we will block out what God is trying to speak to our lives. And I, I want to, I pray, and this will be one of our closing uh, things that we will apply this week, that we would listen for the Lord and not block out what he's trying to speak to us. Not get so caught up in what we want to happen and the way we want it to happen, but that we will listen clearly and listen closely to God's voice so we don't miss what he's trying to tell us. I believe God has great, he told them a great promise, a great promise that if they would have just listened, they would not have had fear overwhelm them so much. And I think God would like to tell us some things sometimes, but because we don't listen to him, we get overcome by fear and we let fear rule in our lives. Let's set our hearts to listen for God's voice. This very week, let's practice. Listen for God's voice. And so we can hear what God would like to say to us. And so we wouldn't have to battle the fear sometimes that comes when we haven't heard God's voice clearly. 
And then after he, the angel tells him, for he's risen, as he said, come see the place where he lay. Immediately, the angel tells him, but go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And, and I, I love this verse. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples word. How do fear and joy coexist? Have you ever have you ever been really afraid but also joyful at the same time? I honestly can't really think of a moment in my life where I was so fearful and yet full of joy. Let me think, let me give you insight and think I, I feel like's happening here. Where fear and great joy, as our lesson title we're pulling this, pulling this uh, scripture from, says that when fear and joy collide. I believe fear and joy were on a collision course here. I believe fear and joy met each other face to face. These women were afraid because things were happening that they didn't quite yet understand, didn't know what was going on. Again, as we said, they, they weren't listening the first time. Neither were the disciples. The men weren't listening either. They weren't listening to what Jesus had said. And so fear had overtaken them. Yet, they're also they're balancing this fear of not really understanding what's going on with this joyous good news the angel had just told them. So in one hand, they're holding on to fear of the unknown. The other hand, they're holding on to this joyous proclamation. And I believe there are times in our lives where we've got fear in one hand, joy in the other. We've got to make our mind up. We've got to make our mind a decision. If we will relinquish fear, if we will relinquish fear and hold on to joy, fear will fade away. I believe joy will overtake fear. Joy will overtake fear if we will let go of fear, give it to God, and we'll just believe his word. If we'll just believe what his word says, if we'll just believe what his word declares, if we'll just believe what, what we are being told, hold on to the joy and the fear will fade away. What a powerful story this is. Just packed into nine verses. It's not really the whole resurrection story. It's just kind of a snapshot of what took place right there at the beginning. But what a powerful message it is. First of all, that we listen to what God is saying. Listen to his voice. Write down when he tells you something. When he makes you a promise, write it down. When he tells you something, write it down so you don't forget it. So when, the, when, when a situation presents itself, you can recall, no, but the Lord told me this. And I know it looks like death. I know it looks like dying. I know it looks like things are ending. And that's what these ladies thought. But, but the Lord said, three days I will rise again. He told me that. And I know it doesn't look like it. It's so hard to believe. It's so hard to understand it. But if I'll just listen to the Lord, that's, that's a lesson we can take away from this passage. We'll just listen to the Lord's voice and trust him. And then also, if we will hold on to joy, hold on to the good news, hold on to the good message, hold on to the good message and believe what the Lord is saying, hold on to that message and not let go of fear and hold on to the great joy that is available to you. I believe that's the hope of Easter. I believe that's the hope of the resurrection when joy 
overcomes fear. When fear and joy collide, joy is going to win because joy is of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. I hope and I pray you experience great joy this week and that you experience overcoming joy that gives you power to overcome the fear that has been tormenting your life. Whatever it may be, whatever you've been worried about, I pray right now that the joy of the Lord would be your strength. God has made you a promise. His word never fails. He does not lie. He's made you a promise. Grab a hold some promises in God's word and grip that joy so tightly and let go of that fear and follow in the purpose and plan and the hope that God has for you. Among those things I just mentioned, some other things we can do this week to apply this to God's word. Is trust God with your fears. Whatever the fears may be that you have right now, I want you to trust him with them. Why don't you take some time to pray today at the end of this podcast and, and throughout this week. Take some time to pray and surrender your fears to the Lord. Let your fears go. Give them to him. I know some of them are overwhelming. Some of them are paralyzing. Some of them are so difficult. And I know it's, it's hard sometimes when the, when the situation doesn't change just yet. But hold on to the joy of the message that Jesus has given you. Decide, secondly, decide to walk in joy, focusing on all God's done for you. Walk in joy this week. Choose joy and walk in all that God has done for you. What a hope that the resurrection brings to us. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful. So grateful for your crucifixion. Thank you, Lord, for going through that trying such trying painful time experience you went through it willingly you laid your life down so that we might find forgiveness of our sins but thank you lord for rising from the dead for getting up from that grave for 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 coming and overcoming death hell and the grave so that we can find joy and not live bound by fear and disappointment but we can find joy and hope that overcomes all the fear We're so grateful, and I pray those listening today that they would find relief from the fear they've been battling, that they would walk in joy, that you would speak to them right even now, that your spirit would reach down where they are right now, fill them with joy, give them promise they can hold on to God, cling to that joy so they can overcome the fear that's battling their lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at PentecostalPublishing.com.